0: Welcome to Where Wine Takes You, a wine podcast bringing you the latest thoughts and conversations from the hottest and fastest growing wine region on planet Earth, and that is Paso Robles Wine Country. I'm your host, Adam Montiel. Today, I am stoked for this conversation. We got two of my faves, and together, at one table at that, we got Anthony Yunt back on the podcast. We chatted with him before, actually twice, first time was with Amy Butler, loved that conversation. Second time with Jim Maloney of Six Mile Bridge. That was another conversation that was gold, I liked it. Anthony is a winemaker for many of the most coveted brands in Paso. Some you may know or have heard of the wines and not even know that he's the brains behind how it's in the bottle. He also has his own wines with his wife, Royal Nunsuch Farm and Canero. He's been making the wines for Denner for a long time as well as many of their custom crush clients. Since Denner got acquired by Gallo, and I have not had him on the podcast since, you know, I have a ton of questions. I will ask them all today. I can't wait. Also, we got Andrew Nelson. He is the managing partner, co-founder, and president of War Room Sellers, a wine enthusiast magazine, 40 Under 40. He was a Wine Business Monthly's 2021 industry leader, keynote speaker. That's all stuff you could read about him online, and I know about him. He described himself as a friend of the cork dorks a master of guerrilla wine fair, I like that, and massive wine nerd. All true, Andrew Nelson is just a great guy. So much fun to listen to, and his enthusiasm is contagious. You really get a lot out of talking to people who are not only good at what they do, but just love what they do. And Andrew and Anthony are both that in spades. We show up to War Room Cellars, it's in Santa Margarita, which is right between Paso Robles and San Luis Obispo to the top of that Cuesta grade that you drive up on the 101 when you're coming into the North County. Santa Margarita is where you go to Santa Margarita Ranch, where you go zip lining, where you taste ancient peaks wines. And on the main drag that goes through town, there are no lights. There is a log cabin that looks just like a giant Lincoln log from when you were a kid. That is War Room Cellars. We joke it's that first log cabin on the right. Andrew is going to give us the 411 on the cabin and what they do there. Both Andrew and Anthony brought some really fun wines today. Can't wait for this chat. I want to get right into it. Give me that
1: motion. We'll be fine. We on all around till the job is done. Can't die in the trees. We're a Good company.
2: That's very good, Adam. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. 1996 Adelaide Shannon. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Okay,
0: so this is so much fun. We're drinking uh, 1996 Incredible. Shannon Blanc from Adelaide Vineyards. Where did you get this, Anthony? On? Where did you even pull this out of?
3: Uh, this, was a, this was a trade with the team at Adelaide. I traded them a bunch, of young Cabernet and Syrah, and, and knew they had a stash of these old uh, Adelaide Whites that Munch made back in the day and said, sure, I'll trade you. It was either a six-pack or a case, and we got 95 to 98 Chardonnay and Chenin Blanc. And I'd say— 95 to 98 Chard and Chenin. Yeah. 100% Chards, 100% Chenin's. 100% Chards, 100% Chenin's. So the Chenin's are all from Old Bailey Vineyard out on Peachy Canyon Road, I think in the Adelaide District. Might be Willow Creek. I don't know where that division is, but it's right in there. And then uh, the Chardonnay's are a mix of—this is kind of fun—Carver Vineyard— out on York Mountain which Calcareous Vineyards now has um, this old vineyard McBride uh, which I've is also out on York Mountain which I now lease Hillary okay. and I lease and farm oh that's cool and then one other vineyard Neil, Neil Collins told me this and I spaced on the third but it was a lot of old York Mountain stuff which there's not a lot of that left um, but I mean every one of them has aged so well
0: York Mountain is blowing up huh? York is blowing up what, do you think like in 10 years it's going to be like because it's so finite It's so already Like at capacity If not right I mean can you go in there And find more places To plant Do you think uh, people will I uh, You know Off the top
3: of my head I'd say there's probably A hundred acres Up there Planted right now When we planted Our vineyard There might have been Thirty
0: um, And that's Twelve years ago, you have like Russell mm, up there. Yeah, Russell ten, ten years ago, you
2: have Justin Smith up there. Yeah, Epic. You have Epic. Of course, they got. They're on the the OG spot. Do yeah. you know who owns the trademark? The original York Mountain. That was like Epic. One of the original.
3: I'd have to wineries. assume Epic right? does. It would have had to have come, I, I would have hoped it came with the sale. Wasn't it, it
0: York it, well,
2: Mountain one of the original Paso wineries? It was an AVA, yes,
0: it, yeah. they own that. But York Mountain, the AVA was actually delineated, I think, even before Paso or, or at, with Paso. It was because, a, at the same time. Yeah, because the guy, Gary tells me the story, Gary Eberly tells the story of wanting to get the dude in there, and he was yeah. trying to like get him in there, and the guy was like, no. Steven,
3: God, what's his name? He's like, That's hell gonna, no. I want, yeah. I
0: want no part of your Paso, Paso. AVA. Yeah. And I mean... You could look at that decision and be like that's crazy, <laughs> but now you're looking at the decision like dude was onto something. He was onto something. He was super onto something because it's definitely a different it's it's a different world out there. Yeah. So cooler, I mean, I, right? I don't know. Maybe maybe 300 acres
3: is going to be the whole AVA at the yeah. end of it. Like I I look at it and it's like 95% of it's
2: wooded. How big yeah. is how big is Willow Creek? How many acres is Willow Creek uh, planted? Roughly or, yeah, around there. Uh,
3: I bet it, I bet it's a couple thousand planted. Okay. A lot more. A lot more. Than 300. But you're yeah. right. It's a lot of wooded area. It's right only here. eight. Eight eight or nine thousand acres, the whole thing, and yeah. then almost all of it's wooded.
0: That whole real west planted. part of Templeton is super wooded and rural and just like it's wild. That's rocky. Can, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got like wild turkeys mm-hmm. and Sasquatch out there. It's it's <laughs> crazy. Fog rolls in in a real creepy way. It's really cool. Heavily bearded. It's bearded it's cool managers. country out there. <laughs> it's some of my favorite country. My favorite drive on the Central Coast, and I'd love to know the two of yours after this is Old Creek Road. Uh, it's going oh, yeah. from Old Templeton into Cayucas. Old Creek Road. It's my favorite. Drive. What about you guys? I
3: would go Cypress Mountain. So you go back through Adelaide and then take the dirt road up Cypress Mountain and land on the top of Santa Rosa Creek. And then you could drop into Cambria from there. But like the view from the top of Cypress Mountain is magic. All right. I got I to gotta check that one out.
2: What about wow. you, actually, Okay. My favorite drive on the Central Coast. You're, I, you're buying time when you say well, slow like that. I was trying to listen. I was usually when someone else is talking, I'm just thinking about what I'm going to say, and I'm trying not to do that. I was, I was like genuinely listening to both of you guys, and now I regret that. Man, yeah, let's open it. Yeah. Um, I I love. This is going to sound cliche, but I love that corner. Uh, as you're on 101 going south, and you're you're passing Avila, and you've got like uh, Avila yeah. out on the right. Either way, if you're coming north or south, that bend, that right be, there, yeah, oh, it is beautiful. And you look yeah. out at Avila, and you see like the palm trees. Yeah, and, I know you're right, I man.
0: love that, that Avila Ridge, spot. the mountain. Yeah, that's yeah, a cool yeah. spot. Before I moved here, but would visit here, I would always be like, "Man, who lives down there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what is going on down there? That's the place to live." I think
2: that that might be my wife Erica's favorite spot too. So yeah. maybe that's why. But but I, I like look for that spot. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And you know you're getting into that country. If you're coming up north on
0: the 101, you see that big, and they call it Critter Point now, that big rock in the middle of the freeway. Oh, mm-hmm.
2: that's called Critter
0: Point? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. and um, Why is it called Critter Point? It's actually named after uh, for Kristen Smart.
4: Oh wow. oh, wow.
0: Yeah. So it never had a name. So it actually like got a name in Critter Point. Oh, that's hmm. cool. Isn't that really cool? Yeah, I love uh, it. So this is going to be so much fun. We have so many incredible wines here. We have two... People that I, I'm so excited to have together in a room, but I'm just I feel so blessed to have you guys here just to chat. Anthony, it's been a minute since you, we had you on. It's been a been a little bit. I think what it was with Jim Maroney? With Jim, yeah, that up was at the house. fun. That was six fun. mile bridge. How is your time going? Going there?
3: Great. Yeah, we just uh, for years I've been making the wines up at dinner uh, since the beginning, and we just got in kind of part of the way into harvest into our own space up there, got which your own winery now. Our own winery. Um, Lindsay Pews joined us as assistant winemaker. I've worked with Lindsay for a couple years, and she's just, like, jumped right into the role and and running it. And uh, we had a great vintage up there. Uh, Yields were down a little bit, but um, I'm so pumped on quality. And and just being able to do it, like, in the vineyard, in the space, is what that project was about.
0: Did you get a chance to put your two cents in on how you wanted the winery put together?
3: Yeah, I got to design pretty much the whole thing. That's huge. And... um, you know, having worked in a handful of other wineries, it was really fun to kind of cut out all the stuff I didn't want and all the architectural, architectural
0: masturbation that the architects come up with. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to do that. <laughs> I know that looks I love cool, the way put that's that. an
3: interesting way to put it. I,
0: I love when I was talking to, like, Scott Holly back when he was at Law, and when Law was put together, it was under that of Scott, and really kind of going, hey, there's resources here. We're going to be able to make a winery that you know he's doing his molds of his tanks, and it it really got. It's almost like you know Willy Wonka ish, yeah. you know. So the fact that you got to do this, and I mean Jim Maroney he spares no expense to make these wines top notch. He's got you. He's got this new facility now, and you're able to be like, hey, what I think we should do this here, that there. What were some of those pivotal benchmarks that you really had to have here? Mm. So.
3: The, the big thing for me is flexibility. And I think that's one of the mistakes a lot of wine, wineries make when building it. It's like, well, what's the vineyard now? Let's build the winery to handle that. And like, we have acreage that's unplanted. We're only eight years into making the wines. Like, There's so much we haven't discovered about this site. So like, I wanted to give us as much flexibility to grow and change how we're fermenting, what we're fermenting in. Um, So it was really just coming up with a space that could handle the tonnage that we'd end up with at the end of the day when we planted everything out. And then uh, gravity flow is a huge one for me. Like anytime we can not use a pump. So we built uh, like a six-foot drop from the crush pad down in and can gravity fill all the tanks. And then uh, it's just like, shit, we rented half our tanks this year because I'm like, I don't know what I want to buy. And I don't want to spend that money and then not have it. So we went out and just rented what we thought we needed and then – You know, over the next five to six years, we're going to buy the tanks now that we're making the wine in the space that work for how we're picking, when things are ripening, what we want to co ferment. Um, And again, just sort of giving us flexibility to learn about the space. To the site. To the site. So lots of co-ferment. It's all Bordeaux's um, yeah. and a little Zinfandel. Um, and I love co-fermenting. So it's like what I want to figure out what really works with those sites and those varieties together when things are ripening together so that we can then build the right size
0: fermenters for that. Space. Hashtag got to love the co firm. Let me ask you a question about dinner because I've been meaning to get this question out and I haven't had you behind a mic since all this. Yeah. And I'll ask what I want and you just answer what you want. And you know I love <laughs> you and I'm a cool but like this was a huge thing. Like there was an acquisition and you're the winemaker. There's a lot of people who are, you know, they're doing some custom crush there. A lot of big brands came out of dinner, make still making their wines at dinner. Some that are, you know, your clients for the you're making wine for. How did all that did it change? What was that acquisition like for you? Did you know like, whoa, like shit's changing around here? Like what were those moments like for you? Uh, So, as a key player,
3: I was involved from the very get-go. And it was, you know, Ron Denner, who owned Denner Vineyards and founded it, was just a fantastic person to work for, um, gave so much autonomy to both myself and our vineyard manager and our general manager to sort of lead it in the direction we thought was great. So, there was really no surprises from my end on that. Um, That's good. It's great. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, Um, That's cool. And gallows who came in and bought it and and they've been wonderful like they really want to be a part of the community and they see dinner as that sort of hub on the west side and so they, like anyone that was making wine there that wants to continue, continues to make wine really, there. Really, um, well,
0: I wondered if those people. Ha- however they happened. want yeah. to.
3: Yeah. So um, Six Mile was the only one of the clients at dinner that left. The rest of them are still making. To wine make their there. own spot. Yeah. yeah. And they were already in the process. Yeah. they uh, they built the winery and were just finishing it out um and and gallows brought just tons of great resources I, i'd worn especially towards the end i was wearing a lot of hats i was running wholesale which is like not my thing but sure that was in there i was running the vineyard cool. the last year of it as well so like i got just so much support and people to sort of take the things off my plate so oh, i can focus man. on sort of the big core things what an that incredible experience yeah and it's i mean it's different like if I need to make a decision, I can't just go to Ron Denner and say, hey, I want to do this. And it's like, yay or nay. Like, there's there's four or sure. five people we've got to get on board, and everybody's got to get f- forward to it. So, I mean, there there are additional challenges. And but there's still, there, there's but the still that inherent trust in you. Yeah. The commitment, like, I don't change how I make the wine, so wine's like... I got to buy twice as much oak as I normally did. You know, they're like, "What do you need?" Or like, we got a and shiny new press. Like, I never got new toys. You know, right, like, right, right. Oh, that's I was cool. like, "I want this," and they're like, "Well, how about this?" And it was like
0: three times as expensive. And I was like, "Oh, okay." You know, did you feel it all through the process that we want to make sure that we keep Anthony happy because you are a very, you know, your acumen, you're, you're you're a commodity. Mm. Like people really enjoy. You're a value to any brand that you're working with. They must know this. They, yeah. I mean,
3: they, they did lots, too. Good. Cool. Yeah. And, and um, you know, they're, they're great listeners, and they came in, and they wanted to learn about the area and how we approach it. And, yeah. you know, it wasn't like, here, here it is. This is what, you, you know, you're now in the portfolio. Be this.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And, I mean, you, you're on the other side of that. With acquisitions, like, you see when you've got the Not
2: right person. Not on that level. No, but, but like, maybe one day.
4: Yeah,
3: but, like, you understand what the, the core uh, identity yeah. of a place yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. what you have to
2: maintain. For sure. You know. this The stewardship of the brand. Yeah. Basically continuing to delight the customers. Yeah. Um, I have a, I have a, I was actually thinking of, I have a, a, dinner question as well totally unrelated um, the dirt worshiper mm-hmm. remember that was like one of the, the first brand names I'm like that was stuck in my head and I thought that is like the coolest name what do you want to own it where did that come from who is the dirt worshiper <laughs> and what's the story Like that is a cool
3: name so uh, Brian Denner who is my predecessor actually came up with the name the dirt worshiper and I don't know he he held everything pretty close to the chest sure and um, was a great mentor for me as as a winemaker, but like a lot of the high end stuff was kind of like it was in his head. Um, and I think because it was like, do you guys ever watch the show Deadwood on Showtime? A little bit, I think and I've it was seen like it. all I about so, the whole like gold,
2: gold, rush, yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. South Dakota. Yeah.
3: And it was like semi historical with Calamity Jane and um, you know, all, all that shit happening. And it was an iambic pentameter, so like anytime they needed like an extra syllable like they come up with these come up with nine more yeah <laughs> and and they just kept referring to like the dirt worshipers and i think brian was watching it like it's right so around cool. that time but it, like it makes such a good sense and and the way that wine was originally bassetti vineyard in cambria and denner estate Fruit, oh, and we blended oh, them together that. And I don't know if Brian come up with this, but this, this is sort of how I pitch it today is like, now I've got seven sites all in the Western front of the Santa Lucia range. So we're all Pacific facing plus the estate. And it's like, I've got sandy soils. I've got calcareous down in Edna Valley. I've got serpentine soils yeah. in Cambria. I've got the limestone and Paso. And it's like, this is our, our worshiping of, soil the types. Of, each of the dirt. Yeah. Oh, that's <clears> very cool. So that's it's cool. like, it's, it's, I don't know if that was the intention, but man, he nailed that.
0: I love that question, Andrew. Now, I want to get into you because uh, we are here at War Room Cellars. Mm, the cabin. The first log cabin on the right <laughs> as you get into Santa Margarita. <laughs> um, it, we are literally in like, if you like we're playing with Lincoln Logs, like we are inside of one.
2: Oh, yeah. So this was a log cabin kit. And if you wanted to buy this log cabin, you could come here to the showroom, I think in like the 80s and the 90s, I don't know the log cabin history as well as I should, but this would be the showroom, and then uh, they would send you the kit, all the logs disassembled, and you could put it together. It's grown-up Lincoln Logs. It's grown-up Lincoln Logs. I love and, it. And it's, a, it's, it's cool. a known cabin brand, too. I, I need to know this people will come here or have and they'll say like oh this is a uh, and they'll say the name of what the like log cabin Frank Lloyd Wright in my Knight head or it's something. like oh, an American Red or something yeah, yeah. like that and yeah so so we we, uh, we rent most of the building we started just in this tiny little room here wow. um, and then have kind of expanded yeah so, I first met you at the tooth and nail
0: days and have become you know good friends with you since Yeah. and you started this with some friends
2: and War Room what is the MO about what is our mission well we our slogan is all for wine wine for all so we'll find people wherever they are in their wine journey and have something for them uh, originally we were waging war against big wine but wanted to be more positive let's build something up rather than tear it down and honestly we spent the first probably like five years we're in our sixth year now just trying not to go out of business mm-hmm. like what can we do um to to exist in the wine business I, I love the wine business. You do. <laughs> I really do. You're good at it. Well, I don't know. The jury's out there. <laughs> but We'll see. I think we <laughs> all feel that way. Only time know? will tell. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, last month, like, but maybe a little bit. But... Um, <laughs> So, but our strategy really, um, we, we did like a very formal, you know, workshops, uh, multiple meetings with the team. We're a team of 12. We don't own a winery. We don't own a vineyard. We make wine through Custom Crush all over California. Um, we make wine a little, a little bit in Washington, some import. But our strategy, which came out like, where do we play and how do we win, is we acquire declining legacy wine brands and then reposition them. For growth, and our our biggest acquisition would be Bonnie Doon. The most well known is definitely Bonnie Doon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And one really near and dear to my heart, I I learned about uh, Bonnie Doon and Randall, the the, who I refer to often as the Willy Wonka of wine. Randall Graham. (laughs) Um, I learned about him in, in college, in school. And so it was just this like surreal opportunity for me to um, be on... Buy them out? Yeah. <laughs> I'd say that's... Well, like <laughs> well, I mean, that makes it sound m- more... Well, like,
0: no, look, I'm just saying it's, you know... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not trying to take the romanticism out of it, but well, in I essence, partner
2: with sure, yeah, there you yeah, go. yeah, yeah. And and I, I, we talk about the word stewardship a lot, and I'm 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 really happy to hear about how how Gallo has approached dinner. We take a lot of notes from how Gallo approaches. You know, they're they're the best. Um, but if you if you acquire something and then you're not true to the soul of that brand, which sounds kind of hokey, but like what do people love how does the brand make them feel and if you ignore that or or not even ignore it if you don't pay really close attention to it you lose the customers and you don't steward the brand very well so we're often acquiring brands that are in decline and so there's this we have this process a recipe um as we like to call it, uh, where we're One, trying to find out, mitigate the decline. Well, what do customers love? How can we find out? Like, what is the relationship? Trustee? What do customers mm-hmm. love about the brand? Yeah, and mitigate then the decline, focus establish a that. relationship, then make it grow. Yeah. That's the idea, right? Idea now, is is the idea to flip these companies? You know, I mean, a very in the very early days, yeah. Honestly, I had like visions of grandeur, but I've been beaten down. <laughs> so, and I, I know, I would say, like unequivocally, I. And I don't know, the team would probably roll their eyes, but they've heard me say this. Like, we're t- we're trying to get to a million cases, and we're trying to be really good stewards of each brand. And it's very difficult to turn a brand around and then have it grow. And so the idea that we would then go sell it after we've, like, made it work seems crazy. Mm-hmm. And in order to make it work, you kind of have to fall in love with that brand. Yeah. So it becomes... You've got an emotional attachment. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Probably not the best investment. But no, we have no plans currently in selling brands, um, which I know is cliche. But the goal, because once you get it cranking, it's like it's profitable, it's growing, it's working. Okay, now let's do that again. Mm-hmm. And the team is growing, and, and that's all very exciting. So, Where is
0: your window in what the kind of wines we want to be delivering to people's table?
2: Oh, it, meaning the style?
0: Oh no, like the, the more the price point, what you're kind of
2: looking yeah, at. Yeah, we really focus on the twelve to twenty, all the uh, twelve to twenty retail price, like sweet spot at fifteen dollars, so very accessible. Um, but we are very interested in the thirty to forty dollar. We've looked at some acquisitions there, haven't gotten anything across, and I'd say it's not in our sweet spot. Um, but that's really interesting, and then. Everything from like real friendly, the fighting varieties, you know, Mm -hmm. Cab, Shard, Pinot, Um, our Lapis Luna brand, really approachable. We're inspiring people to reach for the moon. Each brand has kind of a word, inspiration, to then Bonny Doon, we're about exploration. Continuing in Randall's legacy, unique grape varieties, winemaking methods, and alien spacecraft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, we're making, you know, orange wine, Chenin Blanc. Orange and, wine I hear is and, doing and, great, and right? Grenache now. Blanc, yeah. I was talking to Andrew Jones. He's like his
0: orange wine. I'm a wine. huge
2: fan of Andrew Jones. He's and a his smart dude, yeah. no doubt. Mm-hmm. And
0: and his orange wine, killing it. I yeah. talked to someone else, orange wine, killing it. I think you were telling me. It's our fastest growing. Bonnie Category.
2: Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, usually, it's like a real slow roll. We did a test we made a, about 3000 cases of orange wine and it sold out in a few months this was in 20 this we this was the 21 vintage Psalms must love it then in Hipsters 22
4: must
2: love it. it's uh, people are polarized you know people i don't know it's been interesting not everybody's like oh i need that orange wine yeah. um but but the consumers i would say are like looking for it on menus hmm. so then last year we made Twelve and a half thousand cases, huge bump. Sold that out in like nine months. Oh wow! So how much do you think we're making this year? Take a guess. <laughs> I'm gonna guess twenty thousand more. Whoa. Really? It could
4: be reckless. <laughs> Are you doing fifty thousand?
2: <laughs> no, come on. Okay, <laughs> come on. Don't be ridiculous. Twenty-five thousand. We're cases. making it's about, I think the last number was about thirty one thousand wow. cases, Man, you're which does for... sound reckless. But our assumption is the vintage isn't super important. like yeah. It's not like pink wine where you know like you gotta, you gotta sell it out
3: before the next one
2: yeah yes. we really focus on uh, like i don't know i've heard our the bonnie dune orange wine someone referred to it as orange wine with training wheels and they're like <laughs> we mean that in the best way yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. And everybody's got to start with training <laughs> wheels
2: but it's like if you've never tasted an orange wine did you taste this one the yeah. sparkling? if you 've never tasted an orange wine, you 'll love the bonnie dune orange and if you 're yeah. an orange geek
3: you don't you don't need to go to Grovner
2: first right you know? exactly um one of randall's favorites was uh it's called canobium it 's made by nuns and it's you know full mallow, aged for years in barrel it's like walnut oil <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's really interesting, but you know maybe not that uh. Uh, accessible. I love how you people. were just Casey willing to put it. your heart into anything and everything that
0: you do. Can we talk about Bubble Butt? This was yeah, Bubble Butt didn't work. But I mean, that's but I want it because it humanizes I you. I love that you were all about that. <laughs> I, I was I, so about it. I thought it was smart. And I
2: <laughs> I'm, see. I've heard Anthony, this on the I do because <laughs> I've heard
3: like I've heard it on the Cork Dorks.
4: <laughs>
0: I feel like yeah. I've been. I think through when, this it okay, yeah, so, when it was Brainchild. Okay. Yeah. it was brain Brainchild? Yeah. Right.
2: Bubble Butt is it's a wine seltzer. And, and um, You were so on the front side of that, uh, too. And I, I remember after, Skinny it can. took like three years to, and it's like this polarizing concept, Bubble Butt. Um, we canned it under several different names just mm-hmm. to see if, it like, maybe Bull, Bubble Butt isn't the name. None of them worked. And I remember it was like three years of development. We worked with Matt Brain. Awesome. Love like, him. Super mm-hmm. serious in terms of stability and flavor profile and, and carbonation we canned at a 7-Up facility, and I would, like, camp out at the, the facility to get them to let, to so that they would let us can there. We gave them some of the, the the brand ownership. It was like a full project. Wow. And then we canned it. And I remember going for this run afterward, like, like, we did it. Like we, we made it. <laughs> We're there. Yeah. And all that bubble butt money is going to just start rolling in. <laughs> and then it didn't pull through. Oh. Like not at all. And we doubled and tripled down on wow. oh. on production mm-hmm. you know so, which i would offer as a caution a, a wonderful gift if as long as it doesn't put you out of business
4: mm-hmm.
2: but um you know don't don't uh, wait for the velocity wait till you see real good pull through What's mm-hmm. you know yeah. no, there's a saying i think probably from gallo you know no one ever went out of business by selling all of the wine yeah That's a great, you know, and we like we made way more than enough. (laughs) Yeah, well, what do you think the the mismatch or the synapses didn't connect? I mean, I thought it was because it's seltzer and things were going luxury, and and you were on the front side of the whole seltzer thing. (laughs) We tried to be. Um, I think that we underestimated, like severely underestimated, uh, the education that would need to take place Mm -hmm. for a consumer to to pay 12 bucks for a four-pack of something that says seltzer on it when there's 12-packs and 20-packs mm-hmm. for less. All right. So mm-hmm. malt-based versus wine-based. Yes. I think we underestimated the education that we need to take place there. And then I also think
4: –
2: I don't think – no one knew where to put it. Like, mm-hmm. does it go in the cold box? Yeah. Do we make a mimosa out of this? Does this get stacked? Like, is this a wine product? Is it a seltzer product? And – um I mean, really good questions that we we didn't know initially. So I'm glad. Like, we would do... I'm glad that we did it, and I'm really glad that it didn't put us out of business. Were um,
0: there any parts of it that you would repeat? Like, oh, I loved cans. I loved this. I loved seltzers. Or any aspect I think that-, that
2: there would be more parts that we wouldn't repeat. Yes. The cans were very problematic. I don't know if you've worked... Thank you've done goodness cans? no. Cans can just be a real challenge. And I know some people have huge success with cans. So, you know, I'm a fan. I'm a can fan. But... Um, like, just the equipment needed to move the cans around, and the liner of the can, and then you're dealing with shelf life. Yeah, so what's the shelf life Sulfur. Difference? Well, it depends on how much sulfur, and I'm not, like, a can expert, but we canned bubble butt at less than 10 parts of sulfur, mm-hmm. very low, debatably unstable, so there was, like, the scramble to get it in, and we think that that I mean, we we can taste it. I've got two year old bubble butt and still tasting great. Let's bring out still doesn't sell though. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, okay, but but what would we do again? I think that the the um, innovative spirit Mm -hmm. is super important. Like you got to be innovating. If you're not innovating, um, and you lose that that zeal for innovation, I think that can be a problem. So we still have that. And then I just think, like, it's better to get a product into the market that's not necessarily great, mm-hmm. like, not a world-class product. Oh, wow. How could I say that? But, like, just get into the market. Don't make money on the first run. Like, do a little run. Have high costs. It, maybe like, don't wait for great. perfect. And mm-hmm. then see what happens. Like, do people want it? Is there something here? Well, mm-hmm. Okay, let's innovate. Versus, like, this masterful product. You know, liquid and then go for a run, patting yourself on the back. Like, don't do that. Yeah, don't wait for perfect all the time. Right. Yeah, that's really
0: good. We're sitting in front of a. Bonnie Dune Carbon Ne. Mm. This is a, I think Anthony said it great. It's a, ba- what did you say? A bag and a box and a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bag and a box that looks like a bottle. That's exactly what it is. So I'm looking at, and I I even have like the this cardboard. This is right in line
2: with the innovation. Yeah. yeah
0: cardboard like Gosh, this. Gosh, like I love cutout. that you
2: gravitated that. Of everything on the table, there was a whole bunch of wa- of stuff on the table. That's True. the first and thing you I grabbed too. that. Yeah. Why? What was remarkable I've never seen it. about that? Yeah. What did you think when you first saw it? Honestly. I first, I thought it was like. Genuine. Genuine. I want, I mean, obviously I know
0: what, I I, I love good box wine. I love Hubba and I know Tobler's Creek is doing it. Yeah, oh yeah. And you can find great wine in a box and you know, I have a, um, she did a collab with Darren Delmore, mm-hmm. and it's this wonderful granache, and we'll pull at it every once in a while. It's been there for a month, and it tastes great. And it still. never oxidizes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and I didn't know, if, and I knew I saw this bladder here. I'm like, oh, so the bladder goes in the. the it's actually bottle. there's one in there. Oh, is there? You know, that's and then a- I then I wondered is there going to be some sort of like dispenser, but this just pours out like a. Bottle. It's is a
2: normal screw cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. What did you think, Anthony? When you I saw love that. it. I mean, it's uh, everything
3: going like low carbon. Lightweight shipping, people that are afraid of the bag in the box. It's like it so takes it back to the romanticism of pouring the bottle yeah. instead of like yeah, yeah yeah you know. Yep, I the think of the, w- every time I like and I I too like I love what Hubba's doing with the bag in the bag in the box, and we buy it when we're there because it's great for like, camping or whatever. Yeah, but right. it feels like the water cooler. Yeah, you know, oh, or like
2: interesting. I'm
3: I'm running the vineyard crew and I'm thirsty and I go get the the Gatorade jug. Of wa- you know, it just yeah. it yes. lacks that romantic.
0: Thing, oh, that's and this brings yeah. it back. It's certain things that will kind of you know erase that romanticism, and things that won't. Like I'm okay with screw caps. Right. Most people are. I, I feel think like most people are. You now s- you get a ton of people who love, and there's nothing more convenient bringing a bottle to the beach and
2: not having to wonder. You know, it's You, you know? just have to be missing a wine key one time.
4: Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: And, yes. You know, it's yeah. like <laughs> really. Oh, we're gonna wanna, like push it in there, and then that's a challenge. You mm. got to find like a pen. Did you guys create this? Or are we other did. people doing this? Yeah. Okay. So so it's carbon nay for those who can't see it it's a it's a cardboard bottle and it's awesome technology it's a company in the UK called Frugal Pack awesome team we've become big fans of this company and this technology is it's a low carbon footprint vessel we're very we're careful not to call it a bottle uh, shout out to Jeff it is a vessel, <laughs> and um it weighs a full case of that, weighs somewhere around fourteen pounds Man. So it's very light versus a full case of wine 40 can pounds. Be, or more, yeah, yeah, so you know it's it's um. Uh, we put the facts on here just just uh, I haven't really started pitching it. It's six times lower carbon footprint, five times lighter than an average glass bottle um and then you know, in the Bonnie Dune branding, this is in comparison with a standard seven fifty m l glass bottle weighing four hundred and forty grams on planet earth mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <I love laughs> that. Very, but but um so so um this is really which been championed. Which four forty is really light. Yeah, but that's, like, the standard for testing. Yeah. I mean, we didn't run the tests on carbon. I mean, 650 is still light. Right. Yeah, yeah.
3: We used to bottle in, like, 900. Right.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Wow, you bottled in 900? (laughs) Not anymore. I think the heaviest we've done is, like, 800. But, um, yeah. So... this is has been an initiative from Whole Foods around uh, their suppliers lowering their carbon footprint and Bonnie Dune exploration. So just kind of a pioneering brand. The concern from our team is, you know, a lot of times the pioneers died, mm-hmm. so we want to be careful. <laughs> um, so we've done a small run of this. We're doing like a little over two thousand cases. It'll go. It'll be in the market um, around uh, April May. Um, it's bottling where um in all Whole Foods okay yeah yeah um, I know which is kind of incredible to say so it's um we would call it like a brand exclusive like just in there and uh, this packaging is big in Europe. So you can f- – like in Carrefour oh, okay. and Tesco mm-hmm. and um, you can find multiple brands.
0: So it's the same color as like – almost like a, a brown bag. It says Bonnie Dune carbon dot 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 N-A-Y and the carbon is struck right. through. Like
2: carbon – Nay.
4: Yeah, like right. no yeah. carbon. No carbon,
1: right. And
2: that's Randall, for sure. The pun mm-hmm, culture has been mm-hmm. there doing that, a Riesling right. to live. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a big pun culture with Bonnie Dune. So, carbon, nay. And then this is a pink wine, which was the specific request from the retailer. Um, they really wanted pink wine in low-carbon uh, footprint package. And then the, the if you look around the bottle, that is... The, the, it, the concept is the exploration of low-carbon footprint packaging. Mm-hmm. So the aliens and all the, the characters the are coming. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. So good. Um, and then Wine for the Earth, that's actually Randall up on the neck there uh, 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 on the cart. Did he make it on there? I sure hope yeah. so. Yeah, there he is. There's Randall. And then what does this cost to produce? Because this can't be cheaper than a cheap bo- glass Yeah, you model. love asking those hard-hitting questions Uh-oh. just live on the air. You don't have this to answer them. Live- no, of course I will. Well, <laughs> so they're not manufacturing yet in the U.S. And once they are, it will be comparable pricing. Um I'm hoping that it would go lower, Malcolm. If you're listening to that, um, but
0: you're not. Obviously, you're not doing it. You're doing it for the because it's it's a smart and good thing well, to do. Well, it's the right for, thing to
2: do. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the future is certainly going to lighter weight. Um, I was just reading an article around the the culture of returning your glass in Europe. That's very common. You'll you'll bring your glass bottles back. Um, so we're we're. Um, I don't know, we're really excited Good for and, you. and a little nervous to be pioneering this, but um, but we'll see. And I think we're doing it with the right retailer. And the packaging came out really cool looking. Uh, our team was really divided on whether it would look premium or not, p- particularly with the printing. But if you look like the printing on it is crisp, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Um, if somebody copies you, is this like a great moment or is it like, oh. oh I would hope many would people hope they do. would Good. copy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, the more people doing that vessel, the better. Yeah. Um, I think that the biggest challenge is going to be at the consumer level, like you're buying a... Cardboard bottle, and what do I do with that? Do I put that in the fridge? Can I put it in the ice box? No, it's no. where do you, where
4: do
0: you throw it away? It in the Don't put it in the ice box, right? Yeah,
2: do you take it apart? Like if I bring it yeah. to a party, are people going to think that I'm cool? <laughs> no, oh no. So I'm really curious to see how it's received. It's very popular in Europe. Um, we believe in the mission. But the market it tells all, right? Like, you, you know whether people buy it and rebuy it and rebuy it. And we will know come the middle of next year. It's the most unique thing I've seen in a long time. Oh,
3: cool. And I'm so glad that you I have no negative to... You weren't like, mm, what the fuck's that? No. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can say <laughs> that's that. That's a good
2: point. Yeah, I know you're, you're fine. <laughs> but that's so interesting. This is a podcast, right? We're not on the air. We're not on the air.
0: Good. But you... Uh, it does do that. It doesn't like bring any negative feelings. You're no. like, it's cool.
2: that's interesting. Like, it divided our team. It did really it? did. It, no, I mean, interestingly, I, it's the first it's, like, I what's in going to happen with this? And um, you know, we really try from a, like a premium standpoint to over deliver at the price point, and that was a big concern. And so I'm just, I am really happy with how it turned out. We haven't put any wine in it yet, but the package. I mean, it looks premium, and it feels... It and this is like a bladder that's inside there. That is inside of of this. That's yeah, it. that's the screw cap there. And you pour it just like regular, and, and you'd think it would pour awkwardly, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It pours just like a normal bottle. Tough awesome. For the earth. So we, we can start to see these in the spring of 24. Yeah, in Whole Foods. I'll text you. All right. Yeah. And hopefully people will see that, and then you'll see lots of brands mm-hmm. jump on that. Ideally, yeah. yeah. And that'll be good confirmation in like, yes, this was... This was right. This was sound. And I do really believe in kind of the rising tide lifting all boats. I have the same thought with the orange wine. I think the more people that make orange wine, the more likely it will become a real category. Yeah. And you, you'll walk in the supermarket in 10 years and there'll be, you know, like the red, the white, the yeah. pink, and the orange section.
0: What is it about I – mean, both of you guys have so many different – whether it's brands you represent and and paths that you're you – This know, smells awesome, by fulfilling. the way. What is this? What is this? Uh, so this
2: is
3: 2013 Roussan from James Berry. Wow. Dinner.
2: You brought such – Cool wines. Thank you. This Ninety-six Canaro? Adelaide this is Shannon. Canaro. Yeah. Now we're tasting the thirteen wow. Roussan from James Berry. Oh, James Berry, yeah. dude. So I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, guys, you though. I don't know. It's all
0: good. Uh, you guys
3: are my guinea pigs tonight because I'm I'm doing a dinner in like ten days at LPC with Rise amazing. and Beaucart wow. of all oh, people. Stop and it. Beaucart was pouring a thirteen champagne and they needed a white and I was like, well, I'll do yeah thirteen this. James Berry. I had one case of this and I didn't want to like. Show up with this and oh, have it suck. Beautiful.
0: You got to walk in there confident with this one because, first of all, obviously, James Berry Vineyard Fruit. You made this, you know, the, 2013 was a huge year. It was the year that Paso won wine region of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just a great year for Paso. And this wine is tasting gorgeous. It's holding in.
3: I don't know if it's holding up quite as well as the Pavan. I don't have that 15. The 96? Yeah, that yeah, f- the 15.
2: 15% alcohol. Put it over the top. What's this one at? 14 I, this the nose on this has like a texture to it. There's, a little more. I mean, there's, there's, there's the ripeness for All sure. But then there's, yeah, it's honey. Yes. and like potpourri. Yeah, white wine does that. It, it looks like, like nutty or like mm-hmm. some honey. Yeah, it, the nuts for sure. Kind of that that walnut.
0: Hmm. I love the color too of a, for a few years of white mm-hmm. wine,
2: and then g- great acidity. Like yeah,
0: still holding in.
4: Really for you. Acid. This
0: is, so. Are there ways that you're making the wine at this time so you can do oh, this twelve so cool. years later? You know, or ten years later? Uh, you know, I don't know. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing in
3: 2013. Really? You know? Whose phone number is this on the bottle? That's my cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Still my cell phone. That's what <laughs> I was for business. And I've, to- I've told i oh, told this story before, but like
0: awesome. I'll listen to like old air checks of mine when I was, you know, really young in the game and you just cringe. They're horrible. Yeah. Will you ever taste wines? Oh yeah. That you're just like, um, what was it? Oh, doing? there's
3: there's like when I was digging for this through my library pile, I'm like, oh no, I'm not I'm not bringing that. I know yeah. that's garbage. Uh but Do you, you know- have more of this? I have, uh, I have 11 bottles. This is a
2: jam. <laughs> Literally,
0: yeah. last case. Last case. Br- I think
2: this will be a crowd pleaser, too. Yeah, oh, like, sure. we'll see. Sure. With Juli- Julian's food.
0: Yeah, oh it's going to be incredible. Yeah. Rise
3: and be a cart. And be a cart. Fun. Yeah. That's going to be
2: great. Um, okay, so so, 100% Roussan, 2013, full mallow full mallow but it's got just such bright acid yeah well I mean it's do you still get that
0: limestone yeah you know so like five six years ago Justin Smith from Saxon starts making his own white mm-hmm. and do you still get can you still get fruit I get six I get half of six rows
3: so the Rusan I used to have a little bit more he you know he kind of yeah. figures out his area that he wants and then I you know I'm happy to take what's left sure that's, that's great and the weight
0: it and has you're like still like getting it there's no weight. plan to not like, no it's, it's I, you know awesome yeah, and this is the Canaro version. What is the difference between Canaro and Royal Nonsuch Farm? So,
3: Canaro is uh, both, both are my and Hillary's brands. Uh, Hillary's wife, your Hillary. wife? Yeah. You guys and work together. We do. So, oh, Hillary's that's... a vineyard manager, and I'm a winemaker. Um, and then we're. How long have you guys so, been working together? Uh, so, we really started working together when we planted the vineyard in 13, uh, we started dating in 10. And then bought this property and then... Put the vines in in 13 So that was really The first time We worked together um, And then Hillary uh, She she just stepped away From Six Mile Bridge But she'd been The vineyard manager There for six years But with two kids It was like It was time to stop Trying to juggle sure. Our vineyard yeah. Theirs And the kids
0: What will you argue about Via Oh yeah um, question <laughs> <vineyard> <laughs> Like what is like, Vineyard management Versus winemaking Discussion Yeah
3: No you know It's, it's
0: so funny Because I'm sure you're learning, you're, you're learning a lot From her uh, Totally She knows The kind of winemaker You are Yeah and it, it's
3: it's funny like where where we've sort of settled that's been that's been productive cuz like that's the whole thing like mm. <laughs> <laughs> we got to make, you <laughs> know like I, I and 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 like productive from a relationship standpoint yeah. cuz like that's the hardest part of yep. it is like separating a business relationship, relationship and yes. and a personal relationship and and, and what we've really done is, like, Hillary scouts the vineyard and then gives me, like, all right, this is what we're going to do. Or these are my recommendations, and then I go do it. And, and like, really early on, it was like, no, nah, I don't like that idea. I'm going to do this. And then two weeks later, I'd be like, hey, babe, what do you think about this? She's like, yeah, that's what I told you two weeks ago. She's so like, she just realized, <laughs> like, it has to be my idea. Yes. Um, and oh, she starts good. to plant the seed earlier. And then, I you know, and I've
0: definitely that's come so around. But there are people like that in my life, whether it's you work with them or whatever, where you know you need to, like, feed them the idea. Oh, yeah. mm. I'm so
3: that I'm so that person. Exactly. And she was like, and, and yeah. you know, like we figured <laughs> we've been at it for 10 years now. Like <clears throat> you're not making big drastic changes anymore. Yeah. Like right now we're, we're fine tuning and it's like, Hey, let's do this. Or what do you
2: think about this? It's time to check those things out. Um, I have this scene in my head where you guys are like walking in the vineyard and you know, you're like, so what's this like eight, eight tons of the acre, <laughs> you know? And she's like. It's four. <laughs> it's yeah. four. It's two. It's two. Yeah. <laughs> three. Three and a half. And no, you're like, and oh, like, really?
3: And the beauty of York Mountain is like, there's just no yield out there anyways because <laughs> oh. it's so wild. It's like, we're like, what about pick we're dates? hoping to get two. Oh,
2: yeah. Pick dates. You, know? you
3: guys talk about that? No, normally I normally I I call that because that's like wine style thing. You yeah, know? sure. And and I, I want her opinion and I want that. But, you know, that's, that's sort of where I think we've always sort of separated. And, and yeah. normally like most traditional vineyard manager to winemakers, like, I want the vineyard manager's opinion, but at the end of the day, it's the winemaker's decision sure. to make the
0: pick. Do you feel like your day job is just being Anthony Yunt, being a winemaker? Is it your <laughs> brands that you do with Hillary? Is it obviously dinner? I mean, what do you feel? Because there's so many different ways that you are pulled in paths that you lead, but I feel like they're all 100%. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Sometimes
3: it doesn't feel that way. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the way I've always looked at it, and and I'm like... Maybe, like, Randall, I want to explore all that this magical area has. And, like, to me, what I feel like I can really get a grasp on is the central coast. And, like, really I want to focus on the west side of Paso. But then, like, then you drive up Sienega Valley and you get to, like, all those limestone vineyards mm. up there just south of Hollister. And you're like, fuck, this is so cool. Or you get down to the sandy soils in, in Santa Barbara County and then that sort of blows my mind. So I feel like I can sort of grasp that. And what I want to do is explore those. And, and when – whether it's dinner – or royal nonsuch farm or six mile bridge like all of those are estate projects and that is so cool to me because like what i want to do is what does that site want to say how do i amplify what that site says and how do i appease the person that you know Mm. i've got to answer to at the end of the day and and that's sort of your wife yeah my wife or or the vineyard owner sure, sure you know I was like half joking But half not
0: <laughs> <laughs> Now you have an interesting take Because you will have A lot of clients who And I feel like This has become part Of your reputation Where somebody can tell you The kind of wine That they want And you're really going To take yourself Out of the picture As far as what you think They should have Yeah that
2: was cool That's how you described Anthony I was like Give me a yeah. gist on Anthony I know we've we've met yeah. we've we, But I was like well, Tell me about Anthony Like what should I prepare What should I talk about I didn't know you were going To bring such cool wines By the well, way thank you But that was one of the things You said It's like Anthony can really listen and make yeah. whatever style in the best way yeah. for that client that's, cool. that's
0: got to be a really it's somewhat tough but also somewhat very efficient
3: yeah the the way i sit down when someone approaches me about making wine for them and and most of the time it's someone that has an estate vineyard is all right let's look at the site is the site great if the site's great i want to work with it or is it interesting mm. or is it different than something i'm already doing and then i tell them send send me four or five bottles of wine that you love. Oh, that's that a good you question. love yeah. drinking every day. And I don't care if it's the varietal that you're planting. I don't care where it's from, but the wine that like brings joy to your dinner table and you know is just going to put a smile on your face. And then I mix in some wines maybe that I've made or other wines that I think once I see what they've, and we taste them blind. And then it's like, and then they all will, right, yeah. what what do you like? And then I decide, can your site do what you yeah. like? Because if it can't do what you yeah, like, yeah. I'm out. Yep. Like I, we're not going to try and make, something that the site can't do, because
0: yep. then it's not... Uh, have you had to squash a lot of almost potential I, business because of that?
3: I, I, I've, I have, and most of the time, like, people come to me because they know that I can sort of, that hopefully, in, and maybe in tasting these wines, like, I hope there's not an Anthony Yenst style. I hope that, like, if you try a Denner wine, and you try a Six Mile Bridge wine, and you try a Royal Such Farm wine, you're like, those are all different. You know, they don't have a, a signature yeah. hallmark to them that, like, maybe Philippe Melka does. In Napa. And, and no knock on Philippe. I mean, I think the wines are amazing. But, like, you try that wine, you're like, yeah, that's got his trademark textural profile.
0: Yep. It's a very old school and old world way to look at it. Because if you go to, like, Europe or you go to France, like, the last person they're talking about is the winemaker. Yeah. They're talking it's about, about the, site. the site.
3: Well, the winemaker typically is the vigneron,
0: mm-hmm.
3: right? You know, yep. and, like, and they bring in an enological a, you know, consultant. They don't bring in a vineyard manager. Right. They bring in someone that knows the science of winemaking to help them take what they've grown into... And that's how we've always approached Royal Nonsuch. I mean, for the first four years, we made one wine. It was like, this is the estate, here it is. Oh,
2: cool. Is there one particular wine that you're the most proud of, of everything? I think that one, the original,
3: like the OG, when we were like, this is the vineyard. Because yeah. that was like, it was the concept yeah, at yeah. planting that this is what we were going to do. Maybe not the best business decision, sure. but from a, a that's how like, you learn. purity of what you what what the vision is like that was it and we're trying to not stray from that as we sort of add new wines but you know, from a business standpoint, yep, it was your bubble butt? Uh, I was yeah. just
0: gonna say that, dude. You're so good. <laughs> yeah. You're in my head. I was like, well, Have you ever had a bubble butt? Like, What was your bubble butt? <laughs> oh my
2: you know, God. Uh, so good, dude. The, the, okay, so but if, if if basically a bubble butt is something that you fell in love with, thought would work, and then didn't. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, but it, not from a quality
0: problem. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. The bubble's good. We're gonna we're gonna taste it in a second. Okay. Like, later on, my, my bubble butt was
3: uh, <laughs> Amy Butler and I used to make a wine called Brouhaha, and it was like a
2: our American version of vino verde. So oh, like cool. really oh like bubble, but started as vino verde. Originally, we just couldn't find a supplier. We couldn't yeah. find a part like a uh, anyway. So, yeah. so got, like you, where was the vino low verde? Low alcohol. From? Crush, yeah, slightly like, effervescent. Yeah,
3: it came from um, this it. little. Mm vineyard that was owned by the Duceys on the west side of Paso um, and like they just acquired it and they were selling Pinot Gris for 400 a ton and I was like I will take everything you can get and like and then like the next year it was 800 and then then, you know we came out of the 08 recession we started this in 09 and like we're coming out of the recession all of a sudden great prices went from 400 to 2,000 like well we can't make we can't make this wine the costs are more than cost, we're selling it for yeah and and we weren't willing Classic to compromise tale. on the quality cuz like we'd set the bar on yep. the quality and like we didn't know we didn't have the skill set of you to go to the distributors and be like hey we built this brand like we knew how to make wine and we like didn't know anything about selling it so we ended up just selling through the last vintage and that planted the first acre at the Royal Nonsuch farm for us wow. and i think amy bought a brand new car that she still drives yeah. to this day. So, I mean, it was like – it was a happy story in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like – A gift looking back it on was it. was was totally a gift because yeah. it was like we were – we're to this day, we're still not the right people to spearhead that brand. We'd need someone like you to – Take it. I'm down you know, for take it to California market.
2: Vino Verde. Yeah, that's very cool.
0: That sounds. really I don't good. know.
2: Even as I say that, I'm like, I don't know. Why? We, we would. We, you'd want to test it. You know. Yeah. Just because I'm excited about it doesn't mean it's a good.
4: <laughs>
0: Our strategy is
2: acquiring, <laughs> not launching innovation.
0: Well, I mean, do you, do you find out like okay, w- w- if let's say we have this idea, do we just go okay, what brand
2: of ours? Yeah. could Yeah. Where this? would it make sense from from the brand position? So it would fit into Bonnie Dune, right? Yeah. Exploration. Yeah. Totally. It probably wouldn't fit into Lapis Luna inspiration. Lapis yeah. Luna, I was in Kernville. Oh yeah, that made me so happy for my birthday. Saw Lapis you texted
0: Luna. texted me from like shop. a
2: gas station in Kernville. Right? <laughs> yeah, it was like a, like a store, like a oh, big. I was like a big store. That. and they had a huge display.
0: Yeah, if I recall and it was all like chest level. Like yeah, it was there, you know,
2: and I bought. Oh, I love. I think that. I bought your cab franc. Oh, the reserve. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a legit reserve. Yeah. So it's um, it was California Appellated. Mm-hmm. But it's like, uh, if I can recall, it's about 50% Lake County, the Rosenthal Vineyard mm-hmm. Cabernet Franc. We um, we got a spot deal on some Oakville Cab Franc. Nice. 20, 25%, if I recall. And then our own Paso uh, ooh, Petit Syrah and Tanat. Mm-hmm. Maybe something like that. But it, it came out awesome, and it's a twenty-dollar reserve, mm-hmm. California. We're really trying to figure out the twenty-dollar and above. Yeah, how price. do you overdeliver? The at holy at that price grail. Money. Yeah, and if you can do that as a California appellation, mm-hmm. how interesting. Um, if you know how to do that we'd love to know
0: <laughs> what is the I california don't. appellated well, i mean california I, do, means no, it's going to say no i know it means yeah. it means it means you got wines from all different avas and
2: but usually a california appellation usually and people would debate me on this one but most often the consumer and the gatekeepers the distributors in the accounts view a california appellation as lower quality than any sub appellation mm-hmm. whether like it's se- north coast or coast, you know who the most or...
3: most famous california appellated wine is no, I don't know Temecula or something. Sinewanon.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Actually, I did know. The, the, great call. He, he great ca- call.
3: California yeah, everything. Yeah, absolutely. Great Is that call. right?
2: How mm-hmm. do you know that? Uh, SQA S Q A California. You're
3: absolutely right.
0: Yeah. What now? Why doesn't he? Why why? Because he's this, got vineyards all over,
4: oh. you know,
3: and, and I, you know, his whole thing is always like, it's not about the Appalachian, it's right. about the
2: vineyard and the winemaker. And no one's buying it because of the Appalachian. People yeah. are buying it for the brand. Oh, and, yeah. Um, well, yeah. When I think originally he was working with like Ojai Fruit. Yeah. And it's like, hey, yeah, wow. You know what? Yeah, you know. Yeah. No, nobody would. Yeah, on for sure. Yeah. You nailed it. Um, That's a great. But I would say st- th- the jury's out in terms oh, of man. whether we can, it's difficult to do. Particularly at the account level Because they're like What do you mean it's California what, like, What's in it And then you have to somehow communicate Off of the bottle mm-hmm. What's in there to each level, which is very difficult. We're kind of playing around with QR codes now. That's Those are see. coming back. Those they are, are good. Huh? I think they are. If you, you notice, we put a QR code on the carbonate. I was talking to the that? dude from Wine Folly. He said that if a brand,
0: and if brands can keep their QR codes true and there's still a place,
2: a home on that website. Because you can communicate purchase so, decisions. As soon as QR
0: codes will die, that. is when companies start, they stop to cultivate that. That QR code If I use a QR code And then it takes me To a 404 right. Or whatever Yeah they're It's gonna, over. They're gonna die It's over And they're gonna die Collectively So if, if brands Can keep their QR do codes Do you guys ever use QR codes We're just putting them on At dinner
2: But just as a consumer Though Do you ever pull I, your phone out I, I And can't use it I can't stand
0: it,
3: it.
2: I don't. I don't do. You don't
0: them. like it. I'll. I'll do one. You want to go
2: here? You want to go yeah, 18 Pickpool? Pick Here's pick This, oh, this, this the guy did cool. like pioneer augmented reality on one of your. B- oh no! In the old days? I actually wasn't involved in that. Oh, you. Weren't? Although okay. I thought it was a great idea, but yeah. I cannot take <laughs> credit for that one. Um, I what don't do know you? how cost effective that augmented reality. No, I know it's, it's cool it though. It is very cool, and it's certainly remarkable, worthy of remark. Yeah. Like I, I, I bought um, one of the 19 Crimes at the CVS. Down the street from my house, and I always like the Snoop Dogg wine. Mm-hmm. I think I bought the Martha Stewart one. I don't know. I bought one of them. This was a while ago. And whenever I'm buying wine, I like to buy wine in grocery outlet. Mm-hmm. I love buying wine in grocery, grocery outlet. Like, out- What's not yeah. working? <laughs> so, but you will ask, and um, and the guy, the 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 um, the cashier said, "Oh yeah, like this is the coolest bottle. It it'll it has virtual reality. Like the the label comes alive." And I was like, "Oh really?" how and he's like oh I don't know but and we had this li- like he <laughs> sold me the wine mm-hmm. he knew nothing about it it was cool so interesting. and I, I thought oh how fast
0: this bottle's and got it. some dust on it what okay did he so this pour? is a
2: 2018 Bonnie Dune Pickpool from the beeswax vineyard kind of on the bench in Arroyo Seco this is great it does smell very nice I texted Randall and Nicole earlier to see if I could get oh I have some notes okay 100% Pickpool beeswax vineyard Randall Graham just texted you Oh, he says, I think you know the drill on this.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Andrew. Actually, that's from
2: Nicole. Um, I have notes on the other ones. Um that's hilarious. Okay, so this this vineyard um this is it's a challenge to get ripe every year. Real sandy soil. Um we picked the beeswax vineyard so it it's 2023 this year. We picked it like, I don't know, 2 weeks ago. Mm-hmm. 3 weeks ago. It was it was well into November, we're picking white, so it, it's very late ripening, and so you get these just incredible aromatics. We, we we worry about ripeness every year. I wonder what the alcohol is on the 18. 11% alcohol. Pick pool means lip stinger.
0: All about the acid. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. That's great.
2: It's fun. Boy, that is fun, huh? Mm-hmm. It's it. There's a lot of minerals on the nose, yeah. like mm-hmm. like wet sand and river rocks.
0: Pick pool with a, f- a few years on it, like or, odds in mine, ours is 2018. Ours and, is? Audrey and I. You guys have a pick pool? We did a pick pool in 2018. You made a pick pool? Yeah. No way. With Halter Ranch for what? Fruit. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. You haven't had it? No. Oh, you got to try it. It's... Do You have some still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll bring I you a like bottle of, I a couple bottles of it. Yeah, Sure. I love pick pool. Hey, em- Ember put it on the list. That's awesome, and I think even uh, you know who said that he would put it on the list was my um, man Chris from In Bloom. He's like, "Give
2: me a case of it, I'll put it on the list." Okay, I th- I thought Pickpool was going to be huge. So after we acquired Ronnie Dune, um, I got like a bunch of phone calls from legitimate publications. Um, the San Francisco Chronicle called Esther Mobley, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "I'm so nervous, you know." And I'm in the back seat of a car, and I'm like, it's, "Everybody, be quiet!" Like, and um, and she so she wanted to know the plans, like, "What are the plans?" and i and i didn't know <laughs> you know at the time and um so i said uh, she said but what case, what case volumes and i said oh you know i think we'll grow, we're going to grow the pick pool and we're going to grow the Van Gree, the pink wine. We're going to grow the cigar. Valent. And she said, well, what, what case volumes? And I was like, well, you know, pick pool, I figure we'll have to a hundred thousand cases in the next, I don't know, three years or so, you know, just like <laughs> as have,
3: if you could find the fruit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I'm sure she's like, Oh really? <laughs> and so they printed that. And then when we had our meetings with the distributors, chamber and chambers, like a very fine mm-hmm. distributor, our, one of our favorites. Um, Suzanne Chambers is like, Andrew, so please explain to us the plans on how you will grow Pickpool to 100,000 cases. And I was like, oh. Uh, I, you know, I was exaggerating.
4: I <laughs> I put a zero on the spot.
2: <laughs> but I do think Bonnie Dune, I think we're the biggest Pickpool producer. We make, I don't know, four to 6,000 cases of Pickpool every it's year. It's fantastic. And it's incredibly it's savory.
0: Yeah, it's a fun oh, one. It's a fun one with food. Yeah. We, we did like a day of skin what, contact on it. Did you choose
2: Pickpool? You're like, we're 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 going to make a pick pool. Odds wanted to make a
0: white with skin contact. She wanted like white phenols, mouthfeel, Mm -hmm. and I just kind of put feelers out, like where could we get a half ton of something? And Lucas was just an angel, and he allowed me- A thousand pounds. Yeah. Yeah, half ton with one macro bin. Cool. Brought it over to Desperada where oh, Vali wow. was sweet enough. Took your shoes off and everything. Yeah, to allow allow us to make it there, <laughs> and and it was fun. It was fun. We did a little bit of skin contact on it, and we called it Montito, and then um, Montito. Yeah, for my last name. Montiel and, hers. and Tito. And oh, that's she, adorable. Uh, <laughs> The glass bottles is the best story because Valia had these uh, old Eagle bottles that she couldn't use and wasn't doing anything. What's she's an like, Eagle bottle? Ego. It's like they're big, high-neck cab bottles that oh, are like Oh, yeah.
2: I know what you're talking about. Like That's called heavy. an ego bottle. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. like
0: They feel full
2: when they're yeah. empty. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Bunt is like halfway up the damn thing. So she, she's like, you can use them. Just use them, right? So we have like 22 cases of wine a barrel. And so now this peak pool is just in these big
2: ass <laughs> bottles.
0: It's so much fun, but it's a fun wine.
2: You have a PickPool story, like yeah, an awesome PickPool story. Yeah. I really do think, you know what? Like, we will. We'll get to 100,000 cases. It's just going to take longer and f- more planting contracts. You hear I that, Miss Chambers? <laughs> Listen yeah. to that, Miss Chambers. It's happening. <laughs> but it's, uh, uh, there are um, import PickPool brands, PickPool de Panay, oh. that are well into the tens of thousands. Mm-hmm. I'm not aware of 100, but some are like 50, 60, 70,000 cases mm-hmm. of PickPool almost no one goes into a retailer and asks for PickPool. Like sure. I would say less than one out mm-hmm. of a hundred. But but if it's on a, on a wine list, if you see that on like a buy the glass there, I think there's a lot, mm-hmm. which is an un, an Do you do a BTG number. on this? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, 10 bucks, nine bucks. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I mean that, t- t- I think that's like the way, mm-hmm. right? That's a gateway drug. It's so right? rare. Yeah. Uh, people would, disagree with me but like the way that in my opinion brands used to be built was through the story like pre-covid through the storytelling of Mm on-premise that's where someone can try something new and in retail they're very intimidated they're going to stick to what they know they're going to buy something that they've either know the name or tried before they're not going to venture out but at a restaurant they can try something and the server can tell the story i think covid kind of changed that a little bit but yeah so we believe in by the glass Mm -hmm for the storytelling and the brand. And then, yeah. you know, people would move. Brand ambassadors. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the landscape has changed. Kegging wine? Are you kegging your BTGs? We're not kegging BTGs. Um, boy, that is a very, like, wine geek statement. You kegging, kegging your, BTGs. your BTGs, bro? <laughs> we're <laughs> kegging none of that BTG. <laughs> um, no, no uh, I don't know. We have tried to do keg wine, but w- f- we haven't figured it out. I think some people are doing really well in it, and I'm a fan of kegs. But w- w- like, War Room hasn't been able to make the keg wine uh, make economic sense. Mm-hmm. I've seen some winemakers like you, Anthony, and
0: like you know, they may have, they, they may not do like on paper keg wine, but like someone says, hey, I'd really love to, you know, I got this little white, or you know, have you ever just maybe tried doing it for a place for this or that? I I haven't, and I like. It just seems like more of a
3: pain in the butt than it is worth it. And and part of the BTG
2: thing by yeah. the glass thing that I yeah. think is so important. Yeah, good to is, define BTG by the glass. Is
3: somebody presenting Absolutely. it to you and then having yeah. that. Like, Anthony's holding oh, the wow, bottle Look in at both that, There's yeah. what it is. Yeah. You see what it is. There's a presentation. If it's a keg, there's no presentation. Oh, yeah, that's you know? a good
2: point. That's a good
0: point. This is one of my. I saw that. What is this? Aloe or cactus? What is this? It's uh, agave. It's agave. Oh yeah, that's cool. I just know this logo, and just like you know, it's like you. Your eyes see something. There's no words on this logo, and I just know this agave plant means. Oh my god, that's like my favorite wine it is. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> It's so good. I love it. It's so cool. Canaro. We got Bonnie Dune in the glass. What we got to do, I got to get into another wine before we wrap up. Let's do Let's do that. I almost wait. think this needs to be like a two-parter. Like, there's just so much great yeah, conversation going on here. Yeah, wait, let's just take
2: here. a look here. I, I did want to taste that. You- whoa, whoa, you've got whoa, some really that. cool stuff here. Um, uh, uh, the 21 Claret Blanche, that is an incredibly savory grape. <laughs> I-, I don't think most people are aware of. V- beautiful aromatics. Um, this is Grenache. How about we just open Graziano. them
3: all? So We talked to all our friends in Chateauneuf and Gigondas who had planted or had Claret. They hadn't Co-ferment it, it
2: Reds or Co-ferment, co-ferment Whites? Reds. Yeah, Co-ferment Reds. Like and a Viognier and Syrah or something? Instead
3: or? of, because we wanted something that was ripening later.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, so you Co-ferment Grenache with Grenoche Claret? And,
3: yeah, predominantly Grenache because it's ripening even later than the Syrah. Okay. And all our friends were like... It's really low yielding. You know, plant a little more than you need. you there may be years you don't get it. And then we plant it, and it's like, 4 tons to the acre even after in we drop one. fruit in year 1 yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. like okay. we have way more than we want to cover yeah, well it had turns similar out experience. all of them have these 100-year-old vineyards cuz nobody was planting yeah. claret blanche it's like this huge full cane yeah. on it right yeah 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 and and mm. so we ended up having to make a white otherwise like our red would be like 20% claret yep, blanche yep. um so but it's like again one of those so happy this mistakes. is
2: delicious yeah, this so skin, is beautiful. skin
3: time oh cool uh, 24 hours of skin time nice. uh fermented warm and barrel, 20 months of aging, unfined, unfiltered. So it's like it's kind of the red wine style yes. winemaking, but with a white grape.
0: And 24 hours of skin contact, that's just enough to give it like... It's all about tannin. Like yes. I'm trying to
3: extract white tannins, tannins
0: and then throw it in
3: 50% new wood. This might be a third. And then integrate the oak and the tannin, the grape tannin together.
2: Uh, the savoriness, I think it, it really kind of builds on the pick pool. Mm-hmm. There, it, Incredibly savory, great acid, beautiful aromatics.
3: And they're not like these two varieties aren't, they're not Sauve Blanc and Viognier, where like you put your nose in and you know what they are. Like, they're very much blank canvases to be whatever the style
2: of the site and the winemaker. We, we, maybe it was just me, I worried about like the word claret. I -hmm. think people think of as the red. Yeah, like a red. I spend more time talking about that. Yeah. And the same thing happened to me. I remember calling Randall or Nicole and being like okay so I'm looking at this like Claret Blanche am I saying that right Mm -hmm. and that's very different than Claret C-L-A-R-E-T which is a red blend and they're like yep yeah you got it (laughs) and I'm like oh yeah well that's confusing Uh, because there's nothing Claret of the C-L-A-R-E-T like about this wine it's white and aromatic and beautiful and It's a Rhone variety, right? It's a Rhone. Yeah. It's an obscure
3: white Rhone. And it's it's coming back big time in France right now. I was just there this spring. And it is the white grape in uh, Bandol, which, I mean, they don't make a lot of white bandol but it is the grape and then Chateauneuf is ha, with climate change has realized like hey this is better than yep. Roussan better than Grenache Blanc for handling the heat and then they just oh. allowed Gigandas to make an app or an apple at white which hadn't like you had to make red wine if you were in Gigandas you couldn't make a white they had to call it Cote and now they've Gigandas is
2: uh, poor man's Chateauneuf yeah for sure it's not even
3: like that's, I think it's a Gary Vaynerchuk, <laughs> <chat. laughs>
2: old old Gary old, old. Yeah,
3: I, I don't know if it's poor no. man's anymore it's, it's <laughs> yeah, come up true. like that's almost true. to the Same level, but they have to make their white has to be I think eighty percent.
0: What is it about like you know? Because again, both of you have so many different paths and hats that you wear, brands you represent. That brings it all back to Paso for you, Anthony. Oh man, for me,
3: I'd say number one, it's the community and the people. Like to to this day, and even with the big acquisitions that have just made a splash, which I think is a great sign of the region
2: growing up. I do too. I'm glad that you say that. I do too.
3: Despite like. We all still want it to be, like, the little homey thing. But, like, if it's going to grow, like, those guys are going to pay attention.
2: It's a wine unicorn. Yeah. It's incredibly rare. Incredibly, yeah. incredibly rare. Yeah. In Paso. Yeah.
3: But, you know, it's, it's still true to this day that if you have a truck and a trailer, there isn't a piece of equipment in this town that you cannot have. Because anybody would... Oh, you need a destemmer? Great. Or mm. bring your fruit over. Like, to this day, the community still comes out and, and wants everyone to succeed. The rising tide lifts all. Yeah. Paths. And then, I mean, there's something magic about limestone. If I can have just slightly under the community, limestone yeah. soils. So
1: give me that will be fine. We till the job is done. Can't In the trees, the world's good company.
0: Thank you, thank you so much, gentlemen, both those guys. I was feeling this conversation was so good. This had to be a two-parter. That way we can give you another little gem right before Christmas. We could round out this year super strong. By the way, I'm looking forward to early 24. We're going to start with another big episode, the Wine Industry Persons of the Year. Yes, I said persons. That is the only hint I will give. I cannot wait for that. Thank you so much for rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the podcast. Where Wine Takes You is executive produced by Joel Peterson and Paso Wine. Associate producer is Krista Smith. The show is edited, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Original music on the podcast, Good Company, performed by Moonshiner Collective. You could stream them wherever you stream your music and learn more at moonshinercollective.com. Technical consideration provided by Fly With Wine. I mentioned a couple episodes back due to a company-wide layoff. I was actually laid off of my terrestrial radio job after almost 15 years. I know, the nerve. And I would, uh, I would always say right around now in the podcast, next time you are cruising around the Central Coast, you can tune me in on your radio. Well, now you can. You can from anywhere. My daily topical podcast is called Up and Adam with Adam Montiel. That's uh, the plus sign, Up and Adam. And if you spell out my first and last name, Adam Montiel, It'll come right up. You can listen to it wherever you are currently listening to this. So if you want a daily topical news, little nugget, we're about 25 minutes a day, check in, see what's going on here on the Central Coast, whatever. Make sure you are up and at them. Again, wherever you get your podcast and wherever you are listening to this one. And thank you so much for connecting with us here once again, for sharing the podcast with a friend. I'm your host, Adam Montiel. This year has been fun. Let's raise a glass to those uncharted territories of conversation at table over a bottle, the unexpected twists in every tale into being content precisely wherever wine takes us. May your glass stay full, your stories overflow, and may you always find yourself in that sweet spot of where wine takes you so give me
1: that we keep on, we all till the job, is job. Die, energy, so we'll simplify, on me. give me that bone, sound the job, is job. Die, energy, so we'll simplify, on me. give me that bone. Time will get by, we pass on round the child's trap. Camp down in the cheese, we'll simplify good company. Give me that moonshine, Time will get by, we pass on round the charistrap. Camp down in the cheese, we'll simplify good company.